How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to 19-Year-Old Shrink. This is Will John Grande. Today's topic is imposter syndrome and how to overcome it. You might have absolutely no idea what imposter syndrome is, but I'm sure you've experienced it at some point in your life. Imposter syndrome is feeling like you're not qualified or worthy of recognition for a particular success that you've had in your life. If you felt like you didn't belong or were put into a group of people that seem to have it figured out a lot better than you did, even when you have proven that you are worthy, then this is another case of feeling imposter syndrome. So let's say you're a super talented swimmer and you have all these accolades to prove that you're qualified. You have the times, everything. But then you get to a meet where everyone there is just as talented and you aren't used to that. So you start discounting your own accomplishments because you're too focused on theirs. Perfect example for me was my senior year of high school. So I love running and really anything having to do with being outside, but it wasn't always that way. I used to be a big basketball player, would play AAU, but then I didn't end up making my high school team my sophomore year, so I decided to pick up running. And I was one of those guys who didn't know anything about the sport, but would be fast. I just naturally was pretty good at long distance, but when it came to the ins and outs of pace, tempo, types of stretches, competition, I didn't know anything. And when it came time for captain's votes my senior year, I ended up getting voted in as a captain. Obviously I was excited, but when it came time to the season, I was like, damn, I know it can hold my own running. I know people respect me, but I don't really know anything about cross country and I'm still like very quiet also. So this is where I was experiencing my own feelings of imposter syndrome. I felt like I wasn't qualified because I hadn't been around the sport for too long. But meanwhile, people obviously saw something in me because I got voted in along with a couple other of my teammates. But I would spend the entire season focusing on reasons why I wasn't qualified and neglect the exact reasons why I am. And that's what's at the root of imposter syndrome, is that natural inclination to that negativity bias and clinging onto a story as to why you don't belong. And also, have you ever achieved something, something great, and you have all this time to appreciate it, and that initial excitement is great, and after a little while you're like, oh, this is weird. Why am I not feeling nervous about this new opportunity? Or why is there no worry about it? And then you start looking for reasons to flip something really great that you've accomplished into another worry throughout your day. This is a Tony Robbins concept. So imagine your belief system as a table. And at first, in that moment when you start questioning your excitement, you have the tabletop. That's your initial belief. And then you start looking for evidence. And the more evidence you find to support that negative belief, the more legs you build under that tabletop, that initial belief. And the more support the belief has, the harder it is to break that belief. This is where you might start thinking, oh, they only promoted me because there was no one else they could have promoted. I only got lucky or you start comparing your position and qualifications to those who were in the position in the past. Another example for me is with this podcast. So a day before I put out my first episode, I was so close to just quitting altogether, just never doing it. It's crazy to think about now. And it feels like just yesterday. Meanwhile, I spent the last six months with my uncle before releasing my first episode. Every week going over flow, how to make an episode work, the idea of story, then insight, story, then insight, story, insight, all the ways to organize an episode and applying it all to the experiences that I've had in my life. Learning how to market a podcast, how to get the right equipment. I spent so much time trying to find the best ways to help impact people, but did I focus on that? No. I called up my dad the day before panicking saying, who the hell is going to listen to a podcast about self-development from someone who's 20 years old? (laughs) Who in their right mind who's 50 years old is going to take life advice from someone who's 30 years younger than them? I'm going to get made fun of. People are going to think I know it all. Why would I be someone who is supposed to be giving life advice? 
So for the month leading up to the first episode, this is all that was running through my mind until that day when I called up my dad. And I'd always be going down to my car. I remember this vividly because the walls at PDO were so thin. I didn't want like the rest of my roommates to hear, but I would always go down to the car and I just remember just panicking to him. And he said to me, Will, think about all the knowledge you've gained from listening to experts. And you yourself are also a listener first. So you're a reserved person who likes hearing what others have to say. And you've been able to help people get through really difficult times because you listen to them. Now you have the decision to make to throw all this all away, regret it because people won't have the opportunity to see the side of you that I see. You'll just be another kid from Connecticut who likes sports and eating takeout food. But with this, you're onto something. But it's all in the way you deliver it. If you deliver it like you are an expert and never talk about any of your struggles, people are gonna be like, this kid tries to come off like he knows it all. But what you need to do is not give advice. You need to give stories and struggle and through that come with your own realizations to help other people. You need to prove to people that you've struggled with these exact same things you're talking about. And this podcast can be like your own way of helping you get through your struggles too. And literally you can start off by saying, look, I'm not an expert. (laughs) That's huge to acknowledge that because it shows that you're realizing your own limitations. And from there, I took his advice and I ended up deleting my entire first episode because I thought it was too scripted, which led me to making a new episode, which was all about my struggles and experiences. And that's where I improvised it like all my other individual episodes. And that's what I started implementing into all my episodes. I started talking about exactly what I'm doing right now, where I've struggled with things in my own life and emphasizing where I still need to grow because again, I'm 20 years old. And this advice that I got could help you in so many areas where you might feel like an imposter in your life. And the first advice that I could have for you, in my opinion, is doing an accusation audit. So this term might not be exactly how Chris Voss used it in the book, Never Split the Difference, but this is my interpretation of it. But an accusation audit is where you think all of the negative things the other person might be conjuring up in their head about you and bring them up before they have the chance to bring them up to you. So if you're starting a new job and there are things you don't know, that could mean you being able to say, look, there's still things I'm learning, but I know over time that I'll get the hang of it. Rather than you trying to play everything off as cool and taking yourself too seriously and people seeing you and realizing how inexperienced you are before you even recognize that. So for my podcast example, my first episode, I literally said, I am in no way an expert, but I'm taking what I've learned from experts and applying it to my life I am living now. So this was a way for me to take pressure off myself by opening up to others about things I think that they're thinking about me. So a couple things to take away from here. A key is to never take yourself too seriously. (laughs) That's in every area of your life. Joke around about your inexperience or insecurity of not being qualified. Because sometimes if you don't, people will do it for you and start actually making fun of you. (laughs) I'm guilty of it and not really proud of it. But when people took themselves too seriously in middle school or high school, we would at times make fun of them because they couldn't lighten up. So being able to be okay with, again, not having all the answers is a powerful message to send to people. And again, there is a way to do it in a confident way. You don't have to be like a little baby almost asking for people's pity when you feel like you're an imposter. Tone and body language, really important. So if the person at work is saying, I'm not qualified at all to do this, I'll never figure it out, you aren't gonna get anywhere with that. But saying, hey, (laughs) bear with me, man, I'm still figuring it out. You're probably gonna hate me by the time we're done working here today, by the number of questions I'll ask you, but I will get it figured out. This will take off the pressure and you'll still come off as being confident. Again, same thing with my example, with an accusation audit. 
You might be 50 years old and wondering why the hell you should be listening to a 20 year old about life, but here are the reasons why you should listen. Here's another simple example. <laughs> if you ever had a really messy car and been insecure about it and felt like you really shouldn't be driving people around based on how messy it was, sometimes the first thing you do when someone gets into your car is acknowledge it to them and say, sorry about the mess because you want them to know that you know it's messy. Otherwise, they might think it's normally what you're like. That's another simple example of it. So going back to imposter syndrome in general, whenever you feel like you shouldn't feel those feelings of imposter syndrome, my advice to you is look up the definition of imposter syndrome. This isn't for you to understand better what it is. It's for you to realize that this is a legitimate thing that people experience. And it's legitimate enough to have a dictionary definition and many articles about others who have experienced it. That's always huge because it gives you proof that other people are going through it and not just anybody but really successful people too. Michael Strahan, NFL Hall of Famer and Super Bowl champ, mentioned when interviewed by Ed Milet that when he met Obama, he felt like he didn't belong, or sometimes when he interviews someone, he feels imposter syndrome come up, and he has all the accolades out there, but he was insecure because he sometimes didn't feel like his story was the traditional story for an NFL player, but it actually is the thing that made him unique and makes his story that much more interesting. Now, moving forward, here is some helpful tactical techniques when dealing with this feeling of self-doubt. So David Nurse, another person who was interviewed by Ed Milet, he's an optimization coach in the NBA, and he's actually, I think, the nephew of Nick Nurse, coach of the Toronto Raptors. But he came up with this trigger where every morning you look at your hands, and I know this is going to sound a little weird or corny, but you're bound to find a mirror when going through your morning routine. And he mentioned a lot of the time you wake up thinking about all the things you have to do, and all this self-doubt starts creeping in. When you look at a mirror, imagine that you're using your hands to wipe away a, like a foggy mirror, even if it's not foggy. You know those times when you get out of the shower and you can't see anything? Imagine that you're trying to wipe away the fog. And what this fog is a symbol for is all the self-doubt that you experience. Again, sometimes it's better to have a physical trigger than just thinking of ways in your mind to fix it. Now afterwards, he says, examine your hands, the calluses, everything about them, and appreciate how much those hands have gone through. And this will trigger you back to thinking of all the times where you had self-doubt in your life and you ultimately got through it. So those hands back then are still with you now and those hands will still be with you regardless of how this current doubt plays out. And from there, he said to look at them and say, these hands are meant to serve. By doing this, you're redirected back to the idea of your life being for a bigger purpose. So for your job, instead of you focusing on all the issues that you have, you begin realizing that you're learning the ins and outs of the job to help serve others. This podcast is a way to serve others. Your speaking is a way to serve others. It's like the calling other people example I gave two episodes ago to get outside of yourself. When you realize these hands are meant to serve, you begin removing the power from the problems of self that you have. And sometimes having these visual triggers such as simply looking at your hands can be really effective, more so than just thinking a particular thought as I mentioned. And the last thing he mentioned that I need to start using in my own life for myself as well is the life highlight reel. He recommended scheduling this out, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a quick couple minutes. But basically, whatever self-doubts, whatever feelings of being an imposter you're experiencing, you can combat those by reflecting on moments in your life where the very thing you're insecure about, you see yourself thriving in. Maybe you feel like you aren't a qualified parent because of recent struggles. So dig back into your memory and think about all of the unbelievable moments that you have had to support the fact that you are a good parent. And once you start repeating those reels in your head, your mind is going to start 
changing its reality. And instead of feeling like an imposter, you'll feel an incredible sense of belonging. And again, I've done this once. It's a skill that takes time. The effect of it isn't going to be felt completely after one try, but be patient because the more and more ingrained you have it in your mind, the harder it'll be to forget and the easier it'll be to start seeing yourself as the real deal and not an imposter. So that's all I have for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed today's talk. If you want to reach me on my Instagram, it's 19-year-old-trank podcast and WJG23 is my personal page, but have a great rest of your day and take care.